Hello, world. Hello, hello, hello. I got Miss Glam with me, and uh, I'm your girl, Mo Hazel, and we're just two badass besties. Episode 70. 70? 70. How are you doing today, by the way? I'm fabulous. That's awesome. Well, Miss Glam, we got some company on the show today. Who's our company? Well. Does that mean I have to behave? You do? uh, You don't have to. Which one is it? Be yourself. Only gut punch me. Only gut punch me. <laughs> but today we have um, a childhood friend of mine, Jarrell Halen from the VA. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good. Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing wonderful. And you're going to drop all the secrets about Mo Hazel, right? That ain't, that we're, ain't we're, why you all the show. I'll slap that is. in the slap. We'll slap to you in the slap. He's my new friend. Now. <laughs> show done. <laughs> but yeah, so we appreciate you being on the show today. And we hear you're going to participate in Weekly Delight with us. Um, but you are going to just kind of watch how Petty Word goes down. Correct? Sure. Sure. I'll watch and see how petty y'all can get. Okay. <laughs> no worries. No worries. All right. So let's go with Weekly Delight. It's where we take a person, place, a thing, inspirational quote. It can be books. It can be video games. It can be anime. It can be food. It's just whatever is keeping us pumped and getting us through the week to get to Friday. And so with that being said, we'll have our guest go first. So Jarrell, you're up first. I guess I would say mine would be, which is so crazy because you said video games, because <laughs> the new Pokemon game just came out. And I know that sounds really weird, but uh, the Pokemon community, I don't know if you guys have ever played them as kids or anything because I did. But it's been like this whole thing where people are like, oh, it's horrible now. It's gotten bad. And I guess they're one of those fan bases where like they feel bad even if it's bad, which I don't understand. But the new one is like a DLC and it came out and it's actually been fun to play. It actually took me out of my head because I was back into a slump where I was like, oh, I want to get back to work, get back to my office. And it just came at like the right time where I like, I'm getting back to the office next week. So this is like a good week to just get in there play around do fun stuff not really think even though they have no map for it so i've had to literally walk around i've been in like the same spot like days trying to figure out how to get around but it hasn't been too bad it's gotten my mind off of everything there's been nothing new streaming because the boys just ended all the shows ended all so this has been like fun to actually just take my mind off and play nintendo which i haven't done in forever i've never played nintendo anymore (laughs) you gotta appreciate the classics right you know, you, it's funny. You said that um, things have stopped streaming, and it's so funny because now I'm seeing all these previews for, like, things coming in December, things coming in late November, and I'm like, man, but it ain't even November yet. Yes, it is in, like, a couple a of days. Yeah, it is. And I was looking at that because I don't know if you guys watch it, but I have, like, the Disney streaming service, and The Mandalorian apparently is dropping, like, the first week in November. I don't know how I missed that one. See, it's just these random late just dropping in the middle of the night kind of a deal and you gotta just like you're like wait we when when this oh it's today oh cool okay i didn't hear about it till today but it's cool so your notifications i know because i get notified like weeks in advance really yeah see see, i need to do with you because my friend was like the mandalorian drops in like two weeks i'm like excuse me the manda who yeah exactly like i don't don't watch that but my um my younger brothers and sisters do I just like Baby Yoda. I don't. Yeah, that's the I Baby Yoda one. I never got into Star Wars. I just never did. You don't have to because yeah. the Mandalorian doesn't really dabble into a lot of that. 
but it's like have you ever have you ever seen any of like the asian like what is it like i compare it to like lone wolf and cub which is like an old asian movie where it's like the samurai with like the orphan that he carries with him it's very similar to that it's like the stories we like you see like the older person like the younger kid who walks around who like takes them around and takes care of them uh-huh. literally that's the whole show it's like the mandalorian and then the baby yoda and like every episode is like something different hmm. so it's like and it's funny and there's no real lore to it because i was watching i was because i'm i watch star wars movies but i don't read the books and do all that stuff so like if it wasn't in the movies i don't know what's going on yeah so people would be like oh that was in this book i was like i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) interesting well miss glam you're up next what is your weekly delight my niecey poo made her school cheerleading team congratulations (laughs) i'm surprised that's a weekly delight i'm surprised she ain't crying i'm super proud (laughs) i'm hurting as far as schedule wise but super proud so So you're gonna be at every game now i'll be at the first one (laughs) someone will be at every game though because the village has to uh share in Uh, that duty yes okay because they have a game like every week yeah but but i'm glad for it because you get to show up and like especially the first day because you like take pictures and see her go out there for the first time yeah well she has put us on strict don't embarrass me do not because <laughs> we were like we're gonna go go niecy poo and she goes i'm not even on the court do not do that <laughs> that's hilarious like but we're cheering for the cheerleaders i mean only embarrass her if you see like a football player trying to holler at her i saw her in the uniform she looked kind of cute oh. Everybody at the school knows me. Yeah. So they, (laughs) yeah, they know to stay away. Nice. That's like that one movie I saw where the mom is like dropping the kid off. He's like, don't embarrass me. He gets out of the car. It's like, see you, sweetie. I'll be here to pick you up. It's sort of like the same thing. She's like, don't say my name. Just let me cheerlead and just be happy. You're like, no, we're going to scream for you when you come out. Yes. What was it in Spider Verse? Um, th- yeah, Miles. Yeah, where the was the dad <laughs> was like, "Say I love you, Miles," and he wouldn't. And then he put the microphone on and he was screaming at him. And he was like, "All right, Dad, I love you." But yeah, that yeah, that that'd be me. She learned that lesson in elementary. That whole duck back here give me kisses tuck your head no 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 we can do this here in the car you can give me kisses or i'm gonna walk out there and say it in front of your friends as you're walking in the door so like pick your pick your embarrassment level there you go pick wisely <laughs> well my weekly delight is my mama's 60th birthday is coming up mm-hmm. i'm excited because in this covid world i hope that she likes what's gonna go down by the time this episode airs it would happen so she's a november baby so scorpio season is officially upon us i'm excited to do a virtual uh sip and paint for her she'll have some friends um zoom call they'll paint from their houses and we'll paint from mine and give her a nice lovely covid social distancing as it can get you stay at your house we stay at our house type of party (laughs) it's so difficult so COVID birthdays are very tricky because it's like if you were at the beginning of COVID it was just shot now in Florida our governor has opened up 
essentially to where we can frolic and play almost kind of back to normal it seems it's just kind of be cautious and I guess we can keep our mask on it was supposed to expire it did not my understanding is they extended it our rules are constantly changing but it's going towards them trying to bring back some sense of normalcy and I don't know if people are ready for that or not but that's just kind of how our governor is moving in in Florida in Virginia how is it with COVID are people on lockdown are people on curfew are there strict rules with the mask what's going on in VA we don't have curfew um everybody is being conscious enough to wear a mask when they go like when they're like in stores and stuff and if you don't people don't really say anything they're just kind of like keeping their distance but like we've been doing the really good as far as like the social distancing thing I have noticed that people are going out more like like I used to like when I was younger I would go to bars and stuff like that so friends and I who go to like the similar the places I would go to I said like like gay bars whatever you can't like go to the dancers they have like buckets in the front so like mm-hmm. you walk to the stage and put buckets that in and they have seating rooms inside I know a lot of places outside you can sit down which is different because I had a birthday back in June and that was when you know everything was like here it wasn't great in June like here everything was closed down you couldn't go anywhere so literally my birthday was at home now it's a little bit more relaxed people still go out and things like that I feel like some places they're breaking the rules some places they aren't because I'll have friends like they just opened up milkshake place here that people have been trying mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people like sitting a little bit closer and all I say is though you can tell because like when September like when September hit and the bars like actually opened to a better capacity people were going out like they didn't care if COVID was out or not they were tired of being home yeah and so it's been very interesting and so while the world is kind of starting to open back in Florida I don't feel safe enough to uh plan a birthday especially because it's her 60th so it's supposed to be an epic you know, iconic yeah. birthday and you want to go all out. And I, I couldn't see doing that right now. I hope she enjoys it. I'll definitely. Yeah. And y'all have uh, been getting a it. bad rep too. Cause like y'all are one of the states, like y'all, California, New York. We New deserve. Jersey, like y'all have been getting rep. that bad rep. We deserve for, like, that rep. One, yeah. We really do. Cause if like one person, cause like if <laughs> one part, like if one establishment gets too many people, that's the picture you'll see on newspapers no. all over the no, United no. States. No, we it's, deserve no. that rap. You know I'm, what's so funny? I appreciate you saying that, but that one picture is just the one that they caught because there's like 25 more that are breaking the rules. So (laughs) as someone who has a kid in school and gets the daily updates on how many kids are being or testing positive and gets the updates of schools that have to close because people aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, we deserve that rap. 100%. We do. You know, it's so funny. So I listened to The Breakfast Club and you know how uh, Charlamagne always says all crazy people come from like Florida Florida. and Florida and Bronx because I have yes I always hate when Charlemagne talks like that but ever since COVID I'm like you know what I'm gonna be quiet (laughs) well I feel bad too because like you're there you know y'all are there and then my friend Eric is there and then I have family and you know these seats and so I'm I'm like I don't want you to say that because I know they're not doing it yeah no like those other people that are doing it yeah them to take the same blame there's a lot of people that are still trying to push to be safe and there's a lot of people that are just like man you know this is invading my rights and all that and you know and make it more than what it is people don't like change and they fight 
fight, fight to not change. Hopefully her birthday is going to be great. And uh, hopefully it the will world be. will get back to, to normal. Well, but at, at the least she can have wine and not have to worry about driving home. And you know what? And that's what I, that was why I had to incorporate wine of some caliber. So that way, if everything went wrong, <laughs> wine will make her forget <laughs> all of it. And she'll be like, Mo Hazel, I think you did a good job. I don't remember <laughs> anything, but I think you did a good job. <laughs> But no, I, it, I'm sure it'll be great. But it's just, I wanted to do so much more because I, I love doing her iconic birthdays. But fingers crossed. And she looks good for age, so I'm proud of her. All right, mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah, so um, this is the main part of the show. The reason why you are both here, because I don't know Jack Diddley about this subject, but I'm Why I gotta pink. be Jack Diddley? I mean, you so you hear the hate in her voice already? I mean, Do you hear it? Listen, Do you so. hear it? You know we, you know we used to it. You know we used to it because we go out and we get excited. He'd be like, "What? What are you talking about?" What? <laughs> so I brought you guys here to talk everything Harry Potter. No. Everything uh-uh. Harry Potter. You don't get to do the British I accent. Do you do not get to do the British <laughs> accent when you hating on Harry Potter. No. Uh, no. Well, I don't have I don't have hate in my heart. At least I'm I'm gonna try not to have hate in my heart. I just want to have a conversation, and I know. How do you hate the poor boy whose mom saved his life? Oh, oh, uh, uh. I don't. So listen. Okay, so Jarell, I don't think she has told you about. So I did get her to read the first book. The topic's called Potter get- Hour, by the way, fans. In case you were wondering. <laughs> I did get her to read the first book, right? Yes. She paid me to read the first book. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not saying you didn't like it. And I'm like, didn't you, didn't you, you know, bond with him? Didn't you hear his struggle? Oh my God. Aren't you hard? She's like, this happens every day. Like, who cares? Like, so what? Get over it. He should be like, really? Like she had no compassion for poor Harry Potter. I was, I was cutthroat. None. I was really cutthroat. And then she was giving examples of how other people have suffered worse than him. Like, seriously? Seriously. Rwanda. Like, this is why I can't with her. Like, she just, she's like, I don't. mm -mm." No, and the reason why, Jarrell, is because I don't get into phenomenons. I actually run from them. So what happened when it came out later? Like, when the movies or the books came out, like, when they they redid the covers for the books and stuff. But people still, I know when I first saw the first movie, it still wasn't, like, this big thing. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't huge. She read it after all the books were out and it had the hype hype had died down i honestly think she's just a hater and was hating on it because i loved it no i mean (laughs) yeah it was i like harry potter land i i like butterbeer harry potter is a nice dude who should they do i mean Uh, exactly (laughs) so before i get myself in trouble i'm gonna be here to just ask questions i want to know more about harry potter maybe i am giving him a hard time maybe i am not giving him a fair shake maybe i need to look into this young man's story he's a boy who lived i need to know more about that so I'll start with you, Jarrell. What drew you into Harry Potter? Like when you first heard about it to becoming a big fan, how did we get to there? Well, I always watch the movies and I'm really good. I like, I like fantasy stuff. So like, I've seen the Lord of the Rings. I've seen Willow. I've seen the never ending story. So I was like, Hey, what's the Harry Potter movie? And the first one I watched, I ended up not seeing it in theater. Cause my parents were like, you're not going to watch no movie about no magic. I was like, okay, I'll just watch it on DVD later. So I picked up, I believe, 
believe the first one was Philosopher's Stone. That was the one that I watched on TV, and that's when he got into like Quidditch and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then after that, I just started watching all of them. The later movies are my favorite, but I get the first ones. The first ones, I guess, because they grow with you. Mm-hmm. So they grew with the cast. So the cast was growing up at the same time. And I guess the older ones just spoke to me more because the younger ones just didn't grab me. So that's when I got into it was because I liked fantasy ones, and that was just another fantasy story to get into. What about you, Miss Glam? Mine was by accident. I went to the movies with a friend to spy on her man. Somehow we ended up in that theater. Like, I don't even think we bought tickets for that movie. Got it. But, you know, I like all things fantasy. It was actually movie two. And I got hooked. And then I was in college at the time and I was working overnight, Mm -hmm. which left a lot of time to be bored. So I happened to go to the bookstore to find a book and went, oh, you know, I don't like cliffhangers. So two kind of left like, well, what's going to happen next? And I found out that the books were written and you get to find out what happened next. So I bought (laughs) book three and then book four and then was pissed to find out that I had to wait for book five. But then I realized that I actually watched movie two, book two, didn't know what happened in book one. Mm -hmm. So I at least was able to read one and two to then... Help me get five. So I think I had to wait six months in between four and five, which wasn't bad compared to how long I had to wait for six and seven. I feel you. Let's get into the houses. Okay. So I know that there are four houses to mm-hmm. Harry Potter, right? So what house are you a part of? And who in that house would have been your best friend? And I also want you to tell me, you know, why were you chosen for that house? And do you think that house represents you? That's a lot of questions at once. So I'll let you go first then, Miss Glam. <laughs> Well, obviously, I'm Hufflepuff. I don't even know what obviously I'm Hufflepuff means. <laughs> they have traits with that. They have like traits and things. They and things do like have that. traits. So okay. the number one trait of Hufflepuff is loyalty. Mm-hmm. See, doesn't make sense now. Keep going. See? Keep going. Um, The, I guess the house mascot, the animal that represents the, the house is a badger. But it's like. You're Loyal- yellow. That's all I yes, know. <laughs> yellow and black. Loyalty, honesty. Like, even though, like, I think Hufflepuffs get a bad rep of just being the blah house, the house you don't want to go to because we are Y'all boring. No, it's just okay. we're very low key. We don't care about the spotlight, okay. but we're badass, like a badger. So, badass. who would have been your best friend Und- in the house? You know what? I think my best friend, like, and I'm not going to go by the school age, like when Harry Potter was there, mm-hmm. would have been Tonks. And the reason being is she's a nut. And she reminds me of you. Don't she remind you of Mo Hazel, Tonks, Jarrell? I can see that. See? I, can see that. I have no clue what y'all are saying. Make now it make she- sense. <laughs> she's just- especially when you see how she, especially when you see how everything ties into her story later and how she actually helps them later. It's like, oh, you can see that. Yes. I get nothing. No, from you won't any of read that. the books. That's see, that's some shady, shady-ish there. I don't, I don't know what we're talking about. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, so, okay, does the house represent you? Like, why were, you, why do you think they? Um, because obviously the I hat chooses you. No, you take a quiz. Yes, you take a quiz, but theoretically, a hat chooses no. you, right? No. no. So, okay. you put How the hat work? on. Yes. The hat sits on your brain. Uh huh. Your little head, your brain. Yes. And it's not that the hat chooses your 
house. He reads you. But ultimately, if you had read the book, you would know that you yeah. really choose you because it's your choices that make you who you are. You chose Hufflepuff. Does it represent you? You feel so because loyalty, is that the only trait? Or No, well, I mean, those are the house traits. But like me, I, I tend to, I don't like the spotlight. I tend to, I'm badass, obviously, badass besties. I tend to be in the background. You don't know I'm badass until you try me. Then you get to, you know, experience it firsthand. Okay. And that's just like that house. Their talents are not out there for the world Readily to Readily known. It's yes. to be discovered. Yes. Well, I took a test. And funny enough, I'm in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Which... I have no clue I feel what like that means another one that I feel like it's similar to Hufflepuff where you get a bad notion from it. Because if you actually look up, because that's, you know, what the part more, like Miss Land did, and something like that. There's actually a few people who were actually in the house who actually were good. The issue is, though, is that when you read it or you see it, a lot of villains also come from the house. Like you have like Umbridge, you actually have Voldemort, all of them actually come. And Harry Potter, because of his connection and what happened to him, he's actually between two houses. He chose Gryffindor, but he could have been in either house. So that's just like a little quirk there. I wanted Slytherin, which is funny because when I was taking the test, I was like, watch it give me a house that I don't want. And then I'm going to be highly upset. <laughs> but I like this because I was like, I don't want to be in a house that's like, the only house I really did want was Ravenclaw and I do not know why but I just didn't want that house I was like I'm tired with any house just not that one and I like the fact they're achievement oriented because I'm very much one of those, even as a kid I was one of those people who was like so what am I going to get if I do this like the A had to be on the paper like yeah, I was doing the extra credit like that was me those are like the things that I really like gravitate towards uh-huh. um, I like being kind of I like thinking outside of the box so I feel like it's a house that really fits me which is funny because I don't like snakes I don't like anything <laughs> well. don't bring no spider near me none of it like if I was actually in Harry Potter and Nagini showed up, I was gonna take a sword to her throat because I wasn't going there. Like, stay away from me. I'm not doing it. Who would have been your bestie? What else was it? I don't think I'd have a best friend in that house. Um, They're like evil. I said, and, during the, and the last couple of years, like they have a history of having good people in the house, but it's very rare. Like, I think Snape was in the house or something. He was like, he was actually pretty good. But most yeah. of their people are like evil. But you won't and want I don't Snape as a friend. So I'm like, oh, y'all cool. You know, you got a couple of cuties in the house. But guess what? I'm going over here to like Gryffindor or one of those. Because the house is not the place. Like, it's one of the places like you would have people and have allies with. They probably wouldn't be your best friend. So they'll sell it. you up the river. If, if it'll get them higher positions, they'll probably sell you up the river. So they're probably not going to be anybody. I'm going to be friends. So there's no brotherhood in this house is what we're saying as long as they can as long as they get something from it sure but otherwise no got it that house it. like the traits is more like <laughs> ambitious ambitious is, yeah, a, like, is a trait yeah. got it yeah. politicians would be great in that <laughs> yes <laughs> and this is the greenhouse correct yes okay yeah no by colors green and black Got it. Miss Glam, I also took the test. I am the red house. So that means Gryffindor, which means me and Harry Potter could be best friends. Right? If you knew who Harry Potter was. Man, I know who Harry Potter is, man. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna shame me today. Listen, time out. He would be the only one I would know in that house. <laughs> Let's be clear. Really? Like, well, I don't know who else is in the everybody. who else is in the house. I don't know who else is in the Ron house. Ron is in the house. Oh, the See, I just need them. I just need them. So what is the purpose of my house? Bravery. Okay. Doesn't listen to the rules. Just does what they want to do. So loud and out there. Leaders. Just, you know, <laughs> being reckless. 
<laughs> so let me ask you guys this. We talked about the houses. Let's talk about the villains. If you could be one of the villains, who would you pick to be? See, I'm a cheat. I would be Snake because he seems like a villain, but he really isn't. He had a pure heart. So why did he get a bad rap? Because he wouldn't let anybody know it. Yeah, he only had a it. he only had a pure heart when it came to one person. Harry. No. His mom. Oh, his mom. But Snake, I feel like you're right, because Snake's backstory would tell you that Gryffindors aren't that great. Because Harry's father was Gryffindor, and he was a jerk. Yes, he was. He was... Snape and Harry's mom were very close. Okay. And obviously Harry's dad liked Harry's mom. He was very mean to Snape. You know, that whole like guy. Yeah, that whole guy rivalry of okay. I'm going to get her. I mean, obviously he grew up and grew out of it, but he was really mean to him. What about you, Jarrell? What villain would you be? I don't know if I would be a villain, but I feel like Umbridge. Really? Hold on. This is the reason why. Because I feel like if you want to say like people are petty and shady, I feel like she was the pettiest one out of the group. Because I had totally not even realized that she was a Slytherin because she wears bright pink clothes. Her office is just as bright. Her cats move in the portrait. But but like when she was punishing the kids and she was like, write your name down 50 times or whatever. When they would write their names, they would actually be writing it on their hand. I'm like, is that isn't the worst punishment? They wrote it. So like... <laughs> The, the quill? Yeah. Like, yeah, she would jinx them so they kept doing it until they were done. The quill? So they were literally oh, writing on their hands. There was no ink. Mm -hmm. The quill would, basically you're writing on your hands so you get the blood because you're writing, I will not lie, I will not tell lies in your blood. Oh, jeez. See, and I always, gangster. Was, uh, see, I always thought she was the most, like, I thought she was even more evil than Voldemort. That's what I thought because I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I was like, oh, somebody like a chat or something and like on the Facebook group. She's a Slytherin. So I looked up, I was like, that makes so much sense. Especially because, like I said, I only really seen the movie. There was the movie where she got introduced and she kept, they kept saying, you know, the evil Lord is back or whatever. And she did everything she could to make sure those kids looked crazy and she, nobody knew. Like, yes. she was the pivotal point on why nobody believed those She, yes, yeah, she's just like, and I guess I always thought she was pure evil because she was just, she was just hateful. She just hated just to hate. Is there Whereas a with her? Voldemort, it really wasn't a hate thing. It was just, he wanted to be great uh -huh. he wanted to racist. he wanted to be, well yeah but he wanted to be the greatest <laughs> ever because he was trying to deny his own heritage uh -huh. he was just trying to be the greatest ever still bad uh -huh. still very bad uh -huh. but um, umbridge just hated everybody and everything like she was just pure like just hate but she came she across as doctrine so much that she literally did the worst yeah and she was just so sweet with it, like, but, and soft spoken, and, yeah. but she was just hateful. But what's her backstory? Like, what, where does her hate derive from? Do we know? Does it say in the book? She's just the an movie? evil, mean little lady. Oh. Yeah, because she believed, because in the Harry Potter world, you have people who are regular people who are muggles, so like regular people. Yes. And you have pure buds, and you have people in between. Yes. She believed there should be no intermixing, so there should be no mixing. 
That's what his people. And thing is, the weird part you is, sure she ain't I racist? Think, was it? Because was it Voldemort? Because Voldemort was like part, wasn't he? He had like a family member who was like correct. No, his and then one was like a witch. Yeah. So his mother was his dad was a muggle. Mm-hmm. So he was okay, he so, was a he was a mudblood. So he went through trying to go, you know, trying to be powerful enough that he could be like seen as being pure blood, even though he wasn't. Yeah, he really was. So he had all these pure blooded families on his side. She was one of them. She believed in what he said so much that she didn't want any intermixing. So, and when I say believed it, she hated Hermione because Hermione was born from two human parents, two muggle parents. But she was like, basically, they she called her mug mug, but she had no, she had the first person who had magic in her family. So she hated her. She hated anybody who was not a pure bud. She wondered why Ron was hanging out with them. She wondered why Harry Potter was hanging out with them. She felt Harry Potter was lowering himself. So she hated him. And she was like, you're a sympathizer. She hated the Weasleys. Like, she was literally a racist to the core. Just mm. hateful. Now, let me ask you guys this, switching gears. What is the craziest thing you've done in the name of your love for Harry Potter? Like, are you that fan? Or have you, have you ever had a moment where you were that fan? I think, I don't know if it's crazy, but you remember I used to go to the midnight books because I wanted the book when it came out mm-hmm. and I would literally read like I would so the, to I be would clear, get the book the book comes out at midnight and it's at a bookstore what time do you go to the bookstore oh you got it well I pre-ordered my book so it didn't matter but True. I would show up with my pre-ordered ticket and be in line probably about eight ish what goes oh, on my there bad. my bad same thing with the movies what goes but on there though I mean stuff like you have yeah like. you have Yes, you have games, you have people who dress up. I never dressed up, but... After I got my book and the guy I was dating at the time understood until the book is finished, don't talk to me. We can be in the same room, but I am in, I'm finishing this book. Harry is my love right now. A hundred percent. Like literally we would leave, he would drive. I would start reading my book and I can't read and drive. Like Mm -hmm. I can't read in the car. It gives me a headache. But for Harry Potter, I would. We would go get something to eat. And literally like, I would get home or his house and we would like, I would continue to read, like go to bed, good night. And I would read and he would wake up in the morning and be like, uh, yeah, I'm still reading it. Like it would be, (laughs) do not talk to me, bring me food, keep me hydrated. (laughs) But unless it's for bathroom breaks and even bathroom breaks, book went with me. I no stop. No stop. And then when it stopped, I would breathe. Hi. And then I would have to reread because now I would give it a couple of days, but you got to reread because you've missed. You, you might want to catch something. You well, catch because you are reading so fast to get to what the hell happened that I got to go back. Got to go back. I missed some stuff. I know I did. And honestly, to this day, every time I read and I've read that series so many times, I couldn't even count. I always discover something new. Always. Oh, it's kind of like me with Hamilton. I got you. Uh-uh. It's not about Hamilton today. It's not. So, uh, but okay, that's fine. So your craziest is you would stand in line for a pre-ordered book that it didn't matter. You had the ticket for it, but you would get there a few hours to kind of just be in the fields and get excited and get ready for no, the book. No, I'm waiting for the book early because the line to get the book is long and I don't want to wait two hours to get the book. Okay. So I'm waiting so that I can get in line mm-hmm. to get my book number you know, 200 versus... 800 because you remember when we were there there was that long line and remember you were like come and i'm going i can't move yes i was in line yeah so i would jarell go 
to the store to just to taunt me. her. Yes. And then uh, tech food, support. Nothing. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, And tech support would be the a-hole that would, as we are leaving out the bookstore, <laughs> would act like he knew the ending and he would be like, Harry Potter's oh, going to die. Yes, he, he was. was. He was one of those Yeah. Yes. So he was. He would do it just to get a rise out of people. And, and, and he, let me and tell they, you, they and they he did it, it right. He yes. did it right, though, because he knew they couldn't get out of line. <laughs> ain't nobody moving for you, bruh. But they would talk crap to him like, get out of here. You ain't nobody special but he would do it yeah he thought he was slick like it ain't midnight yet they ain't going nowhere they ain't going there's no there's no pick forks and fire (laughs) coming after me so Jarrell what about you are you that fan or have you had that fan moment with Harry Potter I know you are more of the movie lane of Harry Potter what have you done in the name of Harry Potter. I'm like the same. I don't think I would. I don't think I've done anything crazy. Like I remember we went to. We had here. We had like a bar crawl mm-hmm. for Harry Potter. So I had like before I even asked anyone, I texted him and said, "We're going to a bar crawl, Harry Potter." So I literally bought everyone tickets. I had got like my friend. I told her we were going, so she bought like shirts, and so I had a Slytherin shirt with like a little cape on it. And because they give out wands, that I'm one of the people I don't. I'm like, okay, so I paid twenty five dollars for this t- for these tickets because I bought everybody's tickets. So like mm-hmm. that's how kooky I was. I was like, you're going. But you say because I need you to say you don't have the money. Like this is Harry Potter. Like we're not doing that today. <laughs> not not today. Not tomorrow. Not every day. You're going. Right. So I bought the tickets, and then I was like, they're not. I was like, for twenty five dollars, and they were like, oh, it comes with like a, a cup and a wand. I was like, yeah, the wand's probably gonna be ratchet. So we're not doing that. <laughs> I actually went on the website and bought the wands that you know you can buy online from the park. And I was like, you need to figure out what wand you are. So I asked people like, you know, what house are you? And then that so I was like, you need to go online, find your house, then go do your wand because I need to know the exact wand. So we can figure out how close I need to get. Like that's how bad I was. Like I was like, I need to know what wand you have. I'm trading like, everything you about in. It, so that when I look it up, he bought his friend's wands. <laughs> you didn't buy me so a right. wand. Right. Yeah, it came with the case and everything. I'm only mad about it because then, you know, when I came to Florida and we went to Harry Potter and, you know, now they have they have the ones with like the remote control and you can like tournament the things. And I yes. wish I did that because then I would have I didn't get one of those. I wanted the dragon. <laughs> so okay. So those ones? Because I did make a friend sit for like 20 minutes till that dragon did something. I was like, we're not moving. (laughs) So those ones, because I I, I bought two. They don't belong to me. Um, Those ones are $50 a pop. But that's how they get you. So you have the ones that aren't interactive. And I think they're 30, you know, maybe if they're specialty, like someone's wanting maybe 35 or something. Here's how they get you. So they have a interactive it's not really a ride but it's an interactive experience where you go into Ollivander's you know when you're 11 you get picked for Hogwarts or whatever school and you go and you get tested you get wand tested so they have that experience and they paint this beautiful story so my niecey poo and my my younger sister went and they did it together you know tried wands that didn't work and they both got their wands that worked and then they told them they're gonna be lifelong friends and this me they work so well together like this huge story like weaved together and they were just like
like, we're so special. Our wands talk to each other. And then as we're walking out, the lady was like, so do you want to buy them? Well, uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, you can get these other ones that are cheaper over here. Oh, that's but, a good gimmick. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to be able to get the wands out of their hands. Yeah. Now, the one thing I did do, did you do, I don't know if you did, but if you did, but I went to the park and I ran through the, the three, four, <laughs> Like they have this mirror thing, so it makes it look like if you look in the thing, it makes it look like you're running into the wall, so that you can like ride to um, Hogwarts. Yeah, I ran through that. Oh one. yeah. And I had somebody standing with the camera, and I was like, I need you to stand here at this angle at that mirror, so it looks like I'm running through this wall. Don't walk through till you get me going through this <laughs> wall. <laughs> it's King's Cross. Like, are you talking about like the um, platform? Yeah, I think it's Not... King's Cross. Yes. Yeah, platform. Yeah. Three, four. Nine and three fourths. Yeah. I'll give you that. Harry Potter Land, pretty dope. It was nicely done. Universal did a very good job. She liked it because it was British. It's in my blood. It's oh, whatever. In my blood. I also had, do you know there's a secret menu and you can have Starbucks make you butterbeer? Anywhere or there? Anywhere. But Stop you know, playing. Wait, like what? You can, anywhere you can say butterbeer. See, I told you. Anywhere you like in the at, U.S. Look, uh, I need to yeah, be crystal clear. Up, there's a secret menu. If you look it up, they tell you the ingredients. And if, if you say butterbeer, they know. You just tell them the ingredients and they make the butterbeer. Shut it down. I it's love got, like, some butterbeer. And all because I was drinking Thank for like you. a good summer. Like, I have one I connection it, to Harry Potter now. Really? I was Butterbeer. I was drinking it. I was drinking it like them folks was drinking uh pumpkin spice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it like now? Is it like pumpkin spice only a limited time mm -hmm. only? No, you just tell them the ingredients and they just mm -hmm. make it for you. It's whatever. It's like actual ingredients they have. So you just tell them the ingredients. All they tell you though is that it's sugary. As I don't know what. Uh, a friend of ours was dating a Starbucks barista one time, and she was just like, "It's just liquid crap." Like <laughs> Starbucks is liquid crack. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I consider Starbucks. So yeah, sugar. And it's not coffee, but it's like a lot of sugar. But like, it's, it's it'll keep you drink. up. You can build a house <laughs> with butter beer. <laughs> you can think you'll build a house with butter beer. <laughs> Okay, I know, Miss Glam, you're about the book. I mean, yeah. you do movies and books, but books both. more. Jarell, you're movie-based. But what was your favorite mm -hmm. book? And Jarell, what was your favorite movie out of the whole series? My favorite movie is The Half-Blood Prince. Why? Um, just because, and I know for the books it's like different, but for me, it's because of the symbolism in it. Just because of the fact, and especially because now, because before there was The Prisoner of Azkaban. See, and that's my favorite. Because, because when you go to the prison and you start to, that's when you start to find out about like the pure blood. Yes. You and you find out that the black family is deep. Like you find out that like the whole, like everybody you met before, like the Weasleys, the Potters are all related to the black family. So you're like, what kind of mess is this? But the reason why I like the half blood prince is because when you watch it, and if you know stuff now, now I get a lot more out of it. Even when I was watching it, like there's the part where um, Snape comes up to Harry Potter. No, they tell Harry Potter that like he's like you shouldn't believe Snape, and of course he's a teenager. He's not going to listen to adults. So they're all telling him, you know, believe in what Dumbledore is saying. Believe in trusting the few people he's trusting there's a reason and then later in the movie we go through and and he still tells him trust me and he tells harry go downstairs and he's like trust me and then the whole thing 
happens, he gets killed by Snape. And Snape, you can tell because Snape saw Harry at that point. So Harry, he knows Harry's there. And all these things happen. And of course, you find out in Deathly Hollows later what really happened and what happened in that scene that we didn't get to see, which is that Snape was playing a double agent. But to see all those little things that were working up, and you see everything from before building up into that movie. You found out about the Horcruxes because at that point, we didn't know what a Horcrux was in all the other movies. No, found we found out. Oh, yeah. In the book, we found out what they were in book five. So yeah, we y'all yeah, found out before, but we, we didn't yeah. find out until this movie. We found out book and five. So in this movie, you found out that one of the like two of the items were Horcruxes and all that stuff. And then you find out. So you, it all kind of builds in that movie. That's like the pre climax before you get to Deathly Hallows. And I was like, man, like all this stuff happened. And it just, it made me feel different because Prisoner Azkaban is a bomb movie. That's a lot. Like Serious Black and all them. But this is the movie I feel like as an adult, it was, especially me, because I like movies that like tell you, like I like Shutter Island. I like Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. I like anime that makes you think i loved you know uh legion and all those shows so i like those movies and shows that make you think so seeing that i knew like like miss graham from reading i'm sure she saw when you see the different clues start to add up that's the movie that really got me because i was like oh wow like i'm seeing all that now especially now knowing what i know i'm like oh so that one was really like that's one of my favorites for that one and see three was my favorite uh prisoner azkaban was my favorite because that's when you finally started to get the story mm-hmm. you really started to get the different pieces and stuff started to make sense mm-hmm. and there was just so much in that book like don't get me wrong one and two are good too but it wasn't until three that you really started going ah oh, this is going somewhere <laughs> um because that's when they hit their teenage years right that's when they hit their teenage years and they met people who knew yeah you started getting bits and pieces of why things are the way they are what is going on behind the scenes you started to get that stuff and see six for me i think it dragged a little bit for me i'll i'll be honest so i was heartbroken I at five the movie did too yeah i at five like that's my least favorite book like that book is the darkest book for me i struck like when yeah. i do a complete reread i struggle with book five i struggle reading book five like when i tell you I just knew she wasn't gonna put Harry Potter through that. I just knew she wasn't. I was just like, you just, you're not gonna do that to him. You've already tortured him enough. And for her to go there, I was just... I was sad. Hmm. I was sad. What was a pivotal Harry Potter universe moment for you? Either one of y'all can go first. For me, I mean, honestly, the end. When it was all over. How old were they? Book starts and the movie starts. How old were they? And then- 11. So 11 to 17. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, and then you got to realize the book jumps 19 years. Sure. So then you get to see them as adults. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the movie only went through like four years of school. Yeah, got it. Are they so, gonna do something where they're adults? So they were like little. They were like little kids, and then they no. went into adulthood. So they were like eleven, twelve, and then got up to like eighteen. Yeah, for me, the ending because I had waited so long to find out how it all ends, mm-hmm. and I was not let down. 
Oh, yay. I was not let down. That's good to hear. Like, even, like, I was worried that it wasn't, it was going to be like, let me make everybody happy. Let me tie everything in a bow and make everybody happy. Let me get some perspective. Have you ever read a series where you were disappointed? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I just need to make sure that that actually happens. Yeah, okay, keep yes. going. I'm sorry. Because sometimes, like, authors aren't true to the characters. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they are so, they're so used to hearing... Because, you know, authors go through beta reads and things like that. And they listen to the fans. Some mm-hmm. do. And fans will want something. But it's not in line with the character. I get that happy ending is what you want. But that character wouldn't do those things. Sure. She was true to her characters all the way to the end. Okay. Um, okay. And she made some hard, hard, hard decisions. Like, people died. Like, favorites died. So, that, to me was that took courage because that was going to piss people off. Like, I'll be mad. I'll be, I'll be honest. I was mad that certain characters died, but I get it because in war, are you going to pick who dies? Like people you like die too. So I get why she had to do it. And I did like how towards the end she made it interactive. Like Pottermore, her website Mm -hmm. came out. I don't know. I think in between book six and seven, it might've been in between five and six, but like you can see her desk and you get little Easter eggs. And like, she would show you little things like this chapter's coming. Like you would get sneak peeks. Mm -hmm. Never nearly enough that I, you know, was satisfied, but it would be enough where I wasn't ready to strangle her. Like if you don't finish writing this doggone book. (laughs) Um, But like I went into in between waiting I belonged to so many fan fiction sites so many Harry Potter sites that was geared to her that would tell me like what was coming when was coming like all of this stuff and like I had them on alerts they would ping my phone and that was before smartphone smartphones like it was it was that deep because I needed to know like I needed to know the ending because you knew something was coming you just didn't know what all of her books would leave you at that and there's more couldn't take it Mm -hmm. and she would make you wait years years so to be fair i read three and four in college i was a sophomore yes i do remember that's about right i do remember hair five came out about six months after that Mm -hmm. so i probably was at a sophomore maybe a junior Mm-hmm. seven came out i had graduated from school i had been out of school for at least a year or two ridiculous yeah. and i get it like she had babies and she had a life and all that stuff but that's unacceptable like i needed she the book. spanned our 20s i yeah i think it took her i think for the whole series it was like 20 years wow and no maybe it wasn't tw- it might have been huh yeah it might have been I, I, I'm, I'm serious it might have been that sounds right because we were in college and I came in on the tail end. Like, I yeah. four, one through four was already out. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the first book came out in 99. I didn't get into it until 2002, three. I had never heard of it until I was in college. I'd never heard of it until I was in college. I hadn't either. Like I said, I walked in on a movie mm-hmm. and I got sucked in. And it was like, come on, let's go. No, I need to see what happens in this movie. Like... <laughs> What's going on? Like, Bye. You can keep doing your spying, but I'm going to sit right here. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, um, Jarrell, what about for you? A pivotal Harry Potter universe moment. A pivotal one for me, like I would put in the last one as like an audible mention, but I loved it when the mom Weasley took out Bellatrix. Because in the movie, she cussed her out. She was like, it's just, 
hands off my daughter and then sent her halfway across the room and I was like that's what I call no that was in the book (laughs) word for word I loved it when I got up I was like but the moment that hit me that I still think of that hit me was the moment was in the moment I think it was in order of the phoenix was serious black guy and the reason why that hit me so hard is because okay when they built him up because prisoner of Azkaban he broke out he broke out of jail and you found out that he wasn't going to be like it was like a whole reason why he was there he had gone through Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, and then I want to say Order of the Phoenix. He was in that. And as all this stuff starts to happen, and then we start to get the climax, and I was like, how is she letting, like, evil win? And at the end, I'm thinking it's all going to, at least I'm thinking everybody's going to get away safe, because that's where they're leading us to. And then right at the last minute, his sister, Bellatrix, shoots off that thing, and he pushes here out the way, and he gets shot. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, especially because he was the one that was like, that was Harry Potter's godfather. He was connected. He was telling Harry Potter all this stuff that he knew from the child. He was he was the one that was telling us, you know, your dad wasn't a great person. You know, your dad was kind of like my mom, you know, kind of like my parents and my sisters and them. But, you know, Lily made him better. This is why she made him better. You know, he was the one that told him, you know, you be better with Snape because, you know, we did pick on him. You know, we were like, a, we weren't the best of people. When he died, it was like his last, the person who really knew his parents the best, gone. And like, you saw Harry break down and then at the end everybody's like coming through they're walking out they see that Harry wasn't lying you see that Voldemort was there they all see it and that was literally that moment for me that lets you know that nobody was safe because till prior to that point the biggest death we had was like Cedric Diggory and I ain't gonna lie but he was like there for like one movie so it wasn't like I was caring too much about him but when you tell me somebody died after like three movies I was like what why he was the only one out of like the blacks and the Malfoys and all of them like the like the bad pure blood who actually had a heart because like when you see his, his cousins Bellatrix was like a butt uh Draco Malfoy's mother was like a push around she only basically did stuff because they made her uh-huh. and then the other sister the other sister they had she got like I think she like we don't, we don't really mention her too much no like, that's because else, No, the reason why they don't mention her, that's Tonk's mother. So they kind of, so she's good. They don't mention her because she married a muggle. Didn't she get like ostracized or something? Yeah, because she married a muggle. So like Tonk's is her cousin. Tonk's is, uh, or was Sirius's cousin too. And Tonk's is awesome. Showed us the family tree. So he was the one that was like, look, we're related to the Weasleys and the Potters. And I was like, oh, so we going to act like Bellatrix was now here killing everybody's relatives? Mm-hmm. So I really felt something when he died, especially because, you know, he played by Gary Oldman. And let's be for real, Gary Oldman can play everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, you guys, listen, we got to kind of wrap this up. But I appreciate you guys geeking out over some Harry Potter. You actually sound excited for I mean, that. listen, you know, I... That I, was a good I'm still confused. I still don't know Jack Diddley, but... Look, we done told you there's death, there's mayhem. Right, but you told me enough to be like, dang, all right, all right. I mean, tomorrow I might not feel the same, but today, because I'm a present, like I like to be present in conversations, so I was in it. I was riding with y'all. I was hanging on for dear life because I knew none of what y'all were saying, but it was worth listening to for sure. But my last question is for you guys, but it's for someone like me. So to wrap up, the moral, we'll have you do it this way. I would like you to each answer this question. What is something 
you would tell someone about Harry Potter if you were trying to convince them to be a fan. I don't have to try to convince them to be a fan. I'm going to give them a book. I'm going to give them the book. The book will make you a fan. Will you pay them to read it? No. You're just going to say, here's the book. Which book? The first one? Just the first one? You have to start with the first one. You just have to start. You know, like, for instance, you didn't read anymore. First of all, I timed it wrong. If I had timed it right this time, you might have finished the series. But she watched all the movies. We did a complete marathon. So I did get that out of it. She has watched all the movies. And you think I would remember any of what y'all said. I remember none of what y'all said. We did watch all the movies. Granted, we watched them all in one sitting, but we watched all the movies. I probably wasn't fully present. Yeah, she tends to sleep during movies. (laughs) I mean, that's... That was, I was trying she to say it pretty. all movies. I mean. All movies. Like, you have to watch, like, the movie six times with her. That's accurate. Here's the thing. And this, you know what's so this crazy? This is old age, people. You know this what? Isn't old it page. isn't. It's, because this, that's I, all my life. I have all known her, we would go to, like, double date in a movie theater. She's snoring. You know what's so funny? Jarrell, I don't remember what? sleeping when I was a kid, though. I would not sleep when I was a kid. No. But I, the no, adult I that I became, nar- I became. I don't know a, when narcolepsy hit you. Yeah, I don't know. 16, 16. Yeah. Because we would go see movies and this heifer would be snoring in my ear. Like I'm nudging her like, get up. You know why? You know what? You know why? I know why. We don't talk in movies. We do not. We do not. But in Virginia, we talk during the movie. So that apparently is. It depends on the movie, but we talk during movies. So I'm talking with people. During the quiet place, I didn't allow nobody to speak. Like the whole theater was looking at people like, you better not say See, that's an adult thing. You were an adult when that came out though. Maybe. I don't know. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. But I just, maybe that's what it was. I would talk to people during the movie. You ain't, I'm trying to watch the movie. It wasn't a big deal to talk in the movie in Virginia. It wasn't. People did it. But in Florida, we are. And you're quiet. And if you talk, it's bad. Because we're trying to listen to the movie. (laughs) And the thing is, I I think I'm used used to like persuading people to go to movies. Because see, I'm big into comic books. Like when I say big, I'm huge. Mm -hmm. And so when the Marvel movies come out, I'm the one that's like, I already know the whole plot before the movie comes out. Like they announced Moon Knight and people are like, what are they going to be doing? I'm like, this is what the character's like. So I'm good at like figuring out how it goes. So like even with the Avengers movies, people are like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like them. I'm like, no, no, you'll like them. And this is why. This is where that story is going. I'll get overly hyped. So I feel like, so you've already seen the movies, but if I was going to get you into the movie, I wouldn't start at the first one. Mainly because at your age, the first one would be like going to see like an old Disney movie for you. <laughs> like one of them hand-drawn Disney movies and then you'd be halfway through and be like, what is this? I'm like, it's the Aristocats. And you're like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just a Toy Story. And then I'd be like, oh, God. If so it ain't Pixar. Like, right. So I would probably start at probably like Prisoner or something. And I would be fine because I would do that at home. So I would let you watch it, ask a couple of questions. And then I'd be like, well, you know, the first one tells you this. And all of a sudden you're intrigued. You go back, you watch the first couple, and then you come back the next day and be like, you know what? I watched those first two movies. It was a little shaky, but I got to see me and I got you in there. Because people are so drawn into other stuff. Like you'll see people who are watching something like, oh, it's not that much action. It was boring. Like I was telling you, people will watch, people don't like things that like, they have to think about so i have to get you to a position where like you're intrigued on your own like i mm. didn't tell you i got you intrigued i did i manipulated you to get you don't get your mind going but i want you to make you think that you did it on your own and y'all are that confident yeah oh trust me because once harry potter is good when people there's so many magical books no. why harry potter so okay let me let, let me paint this picture we're gonna go back so we have annual passes to universal we're gonna go back 
back and we are going to sit right in front of the entranceway because there are plenty of people who come for the very first time and watch the reaction these people have. I have see, seen people break out in tears and boo-hoo cry when they see the Harry Potter life come to world. I mean, even my own brother who, you know, he calls me the ice queen, but he can take, you know, ice king for, you know, run for the money. When I tell you, when he walked in, I have footage of this that I blackmail with him um, all the time. I videotaped him because when he first came in, and you could tell he was trying to hold it in, hold it in. Like, I ain't smiling. I'm just, he, I, biggest smile I have ever seen on his face because it is that good. And even he, like, that's what got him back into reading. Harry Potter, both my brothers, both my brothers. Interesting. And they are readers. I mean, granted, it's a family trait, but they really didn't read as much as kids. It's not cool for whatever reason for boys to read. Don't ask me why. But I got them to read Harry Potter. They were, I don't know, early 20s, teens. Mm -hmm. They started reading. Reading. They still don't read as much as me, but they'll be quick to go, which books did I read? They'll reread Harry Potter over and over. It's that good? It's a good series, I'm telling you. Because they see, I felt, this ain't where the series she liked last one, but I'll tell you, when, in the movies they did, they separated the book into two movies. Mm -hmm. The first movie, they ended it, this is the one to describe to you. When they ended that second movie, the movie that I was having, they ended it at a point where he gets, where Voldemort, did, you know, goes into like the place and he pulls his wand up and the wand shoots this electricity and the movie goes off. When I tell you, I felt that in the theater. So that six months later, because the movies only came out six months apart, they didn't even wait. Six months later, I'm at the second movie and I'm I'm like I have to see what happened like and they started right from that point so when they do the climax of the movie and it ends you felt it like it made me want to go see the her next movie is the Fantastic Beast and let's be real on that great of movies <laughs> but I was way? like I'll watch anything after I saw after that after those two and that point where she ended the movie ended the, the first one to get ready for the second I was like I'll go see whatever she's telling because I don't know what she's doing but this is what I'm talking about okay well, I appreciate you both for explaining all that is Harry Potter. You're going to read the books? Probably not. I mean, I was invested loser. in this conversation. Let's start with, we're having a great time. Let's leave it. Do we need to pay how you sign on? What we got to do? I mean, listen, I have done some things with Audio some book. Audio book. So. Audiobook. No. I mean, is it going to be a British person? Yes. Is it a, I mean. Yes. What kind of you will learn? You will perfect, what kind of dialect? No, you a will Brit. Authentic. Am I gonna? Authentic. She said authentic. You will. You <laughs> is it the Queen's will, English, the Commoners English, which is a dialect. You will be able to pick it up. You said by forty, you gonna turn completely British, like accent all. This is true. If you listen to all the audiobooks, all seven books, I promise you, when you walk away, no one will be able to tell that you aren't really authentic British. Can I ask you a random question, Jarrell? <laughs> no, this sure. is directed at you. Okay. <laughs> Would you be friends with someone who just switched their dialect to just British and just... Sure, but you need to just let me That's know beforehand it. so I don't get in front of friends. Like, Miss Anne wouldn't know, but other friends get around and I'd be like, when did you get an accent? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be that warn person me, all the time. before I get you somewhere. <sighs> Mm -mm, I'm gonna be like where like remember that episode on Insecure when she decided to be British Kelly oh yeah <laughs> Issa's brother was like kept messing with her <laughs> okay hey, I got you like you got a cold 
Just let me be great. But no, I appreciate you guys. Seriously, this was great. This was great. I was invested in the moment. We'll see how this goes. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on. And um, Jarrell, I know you're going to have front row seat as we do petty words. So petty word of the day. It's where we take a pretty word out the dictionary. We learn it, absorb it. I try to say it correctly, but we teach it to you out there. So that way you can learn a new word and expand your vocabulary. But we know that the only way to absorb it is through sentences. But on our show, we like to do it with a twist, a petty one. So with that being said, Miss Glam, the floor is yours. So my word this week is quotidium. 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 And it means occurring every day. My petty sentence is actually targeting my niece. Because while I'm very proud that she made the cheerleading squad, mm-hmm. well, I'm not happy about the level of commitment that I've been signed up for. My sentence. My niece has so much going on that it has become a quotidium routine for me to be chauffeuring her around from one activity to the next. So your Uber auntie. Yeah. Sound and like sometimes, she cash you multiple times a day. I can't <sighs> sell her, but I can give her away. No. You're not going to take it charge. for free? Huh? Um, see the way my household is set. Um, so my petty word, <laughs> calipigian. Calipigian. It's an adjective. Having beautiful, well-shaped buttocks. Oh, this is about me. <laughs> My sentence. I finally found a word that Miss Glam can use to rave about her new yoga booty. Why well, gotta be new? Why I mean, gotta be you new? You have it all your life. That's beside the point. I've had it long enough. Yes. <laughs> yoga booty. Yeah. I'm gonna go find out the correct way of saying it, but yes, that is my new word. I hate you. For the record, <laughs> I'm pretty pretty confident that that's calipigian, but I could be wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Don't have me out here and people be like, what in the world are you saying? Like, uh-uh. listen. I'm going to go find out the When you pat the say. area, they'll be like, I don't know what you're saying, but your booty looks nice. And then they... Calipigian. You know yes. what I'm saying? Uh, Jarrell, thank you for showing up and showing out and talking all things Harry Potter. I appreciate you. Well, thank you both for having me. Yeah. Miss Glam, thanks for, uh, you know, I've always wanted to kind of introduce you to, and I needed to do it in an organic way. But yes, I wanted to introduce someone from when I was itty bitty to you. Yeah. A little VA. I will be texting him. Don't give her nothing, Jarrell. Don't give her Don't nothing. Don't listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> This is another episode in the hole. Do you have anything left to say? Until next time. And we are out. (laughs) 